0: This is the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Bounty Hunters, we don't need that scum. A UTV Patreon exclusive featuring Star Wars news and discussion beyond of the expanded universe.
1: I have never met a Mandalorian. The Mandalorian.
0: And now it's time to collect those credits. As you will Bounty hunting is a complicated profession.
1: Hello and welcome to Bounty Hunt, the Eugenie Network podcast where we hunt down all the extra content in the Star Wars universe. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and today we are covering the finale of Andor. That's right, episode 12, Rick's Road. We're going to chat about the episode, we're going to chat about the season as a whole, and what's going to happen up in season 2. Just like last week, we did go over this on our main show, The Living Force, over on YouTube and on a different audio feed. So go check those out. But we wanted to make sure you got all of our content here. So without further ado, here's all of our thoughts on Andor, Season 1, Episode 12, Rick's Road. Alright, now let's just get into it, y'all. We have been chatting about Andor on our Bounty Hunt show, and then last week we brought it all into the main fold because, frankly, the show's too freaking good! Um, not to talk about on living Force, so tonight we are about to go into full spoiler territory. Full spoilers from here on out for the entirety of the first season of Andor. We're going to recap the finale of Rick's Road. We're going to talk about our favorite moments in it, what we thought about it, and then we're going to talk about the season as a whole. What did we think about Andor? Was it successful? Where does it rank as far as the live-action Star Wars shows goes? Where does it rank in all of Star Wars even? We're going into that. This is your final warning. We're spoiling everything. <laughs> and I'm your good friend, Eric. Do not let my voice be how you find out what happens in the finale of Andor. Like, I'm not worth that, Okay. Mm. Alright, you're back. You watched Andor. Great. Here we go. <laughs> the finale, episode 12, Rick's Road. We begin. Everyone is coming to Ferex for the funeral. Tensions are high. Brasso finds out that Cassian is coming back, and Wilmon, who we've seen in a few episodes, works in his father's workshop on an improvised bomb. Back on Coruscant, Mon Mothma figures out a way to disguise her money issues by straight up accusing Perrin of gambling which he's not doing, we think, throwing him under the bus as their driver listens in, who's obviously been spying on her the whole time. Cassian then arrives on Ferex and discovers where Bix has been taken, and as Luthen lands as well to kill Cassian, we are treated to a gorgeous monologue from Nemec's Manifesto. He says, remember this, tyranny requires constant effort. Tyranny is the mask of fear. And he asks Cassian and everyone only to try. As Dedra learns about the rules placed on Marva's funeral back on Ferrex, the ISB reports the effective decimation of Krieger's forces. There's no witnesses. She's not happy about that. But Luthen's gamble seems to have paid off. Lenny is safe. Brasso then meets Cassian beneath the roads of Farrick's to deliver a Marva's final words to him. Tell him I love him more than anything he could ever do wrong. Whew! Not going to make it through this, guys. All right. Next up, up on the streets, the Time Grappler... King, Hammerman, begins the Song of Ferrix far earlier than the Empire anticipated and the funeral procession begins. Citizens fill the streets with instruments and unite as one in the face of the Empire with Brasso holding Marva's funeral stone as they all chant, Stone and Sky. B2 comes to the front and projects a giant hologram of Marva Andor as she relays her final message to the people of Ferrix, saying, The Empire is a disease that thrives in darkness. It is never more alive than when we sleep. Perhaps it's too late, but I'll tell you this. If I could do it again, I'd wake up early and be fighting these bastards from the start! Fight the Empire! And they do. Brasso uses Marva's literal ashes to beat back the Empire with a brick. Cassian rescues Bix from her hotel prison and Wilmon chucks his bomb into a pile of explosives. The fight continues on the street with stormtroopers firing at civilians. The Time Grappler banging the gong and kicking people out of his tower. And Dedru gets caught up in the fray with Rebels ready to literally tear her apart limb from limb. But she's saved at the final moment by Cyril. It's a little sexy. As the dust settles, Cassian <laughs> brings Bix to Brazo, Wilmon, Jez, and B2 to help them escape to Ganji Moon, where apparently they'll be safe. Cassian has to stay, but he promises the saddest B2 you can ever imagine that he'll come find them. Bix trusts him to do so. On Coruscant, Mon abandons her white clothing to dress in traditional chandelion blue and gold to bind her daughter to the son of Davil Scaldon. Her financial suspicion is hopefully paused for now. Finally, Luthan returns to his ship to see Cassian waiting for him. Cassian tells Luthan to kill him or bring him into the fold, and Luthan just smiles. post credit scene. There we see droids carrying the pieces the prisoners were constructing on Narqina Five, and their connectors for a dome of some sort. And we find out Cassian was building the weapon that will eventually kill him, the Death Star. All right. Well, that's it. So uh, that'll do it
2: for this week's episode of Living Force. Living
1: Force thank you, to everybody. I uh, will see you next week.
0: Oh, um, you later uh, everybody. Uh, right. hey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I I absolutely introd this with my thoughts. I think this is the best season of Star Wars television we've ever gotten. One of the best shows of the year. It's one of the best pieces of Star Wars media I've ever seen. This episode gave me everything I wanted. I'll be very easy about that. Let's open up the floodgates y'all. Did they stick the landing?
2: Is there a is there a real argument that this is not the best Star Wars has ever been produced, frankly?
0: Yes.
1: Realism there is an argument. I don't know if it's real, but there is an argument. Yes, that one
0: think I care about. There are people that are <laughs> that are stuck to the movies. They're like the movies. No matter how bad they are, a movie is always even better than a TV show. Yeah, that's nice. fair. Those are the people that don't watch the TV shows. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> that's know, fair. That's I, I, will
2: say, I will say it's a good thing to start on because then we can just shut the shit out. Uh, I did see <laughs> on uh, like Reddit or Twitter or some shit that apparently Star Wars, uh, uh, what's his name? Star Wars Theory on oh, YouTube. Oh, Star Wars
1: Theory. Asked. Oh, this you, you bastard? Oh, no. Ah, screws. Ah. <laughs> shut up.
2: You just happen to have screws <laughs> in breach? I'm <breech>? moving. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. Star Wars Theory this week was really, really mad that screws and bricks are in Star Wars. Star Wars uh, bricks. <laughs> that would be. Can you hilarious. imagine?
1: I wish. Not I don't know if that's time. actually
2: true. If he was actually that mad, it was. Um, it is. Yeah. That, or but, that's what he said. Uh, I did. Yeah. I did see some a clip or something of what he said and stuff. And it, I don't know, man. I don't know what the guy's deal is. Why he no. hates stuff so much. He seems really unhappy. Yeah. But there, anyway, I don't yeah. like that. I don't think it's a good <laughs> it argument. Really uh, no. Star uh, screws and yeah. and being and Star Wars is
3: is fine. Yeah. Qui Gon's little communicator is a Gillette razor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a great quote, though. I believe – I think Stephen Kent posted it. It's a political quote that's like, it is hard to understand something when your paycheck relies on you not understanding it. Yeah, that's fair. And I think that's like, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. You know how many people that I know don't follow theory linked that clip and got him money (laughs) by posting it?
2: Yeah, I know. (laughs) Anyway, that's ridiculous. I don't don't think I've ever – I don't think I don't know that I've ever publicly called somebody out like this on the show. Maybe we have no, not. You haven't. That, but uh yeah, I mean, I don't know what the guy's deal is, man. Um, I'm genuinely worried about his mental health. <laughs> yeah. Um, How else do you hold stuff together?
3: The Screws, screws tape is, is double, perfect. double tape. nails will nails oh, no. will come out. I, yeah. With a screw. Yeah. If the it the stays star had in more there. screws maybe it would have done a little better.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, You know how they could have fixed that that exhaust port? How about four screws and a block yeah. of wood? That Couple would have of fixed.
3: It, you know? Just, one yeah. Yeah. Just one brick. Just one brick <laughs>
1: One brick. One brick of a human. Uh, so bricks yeah. and screws aside.
2: Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, that's dumb. It does remind me, though, because we've talked about this recently, uh, that the original Thrawn trilogy, considered to be like you know, one of the OGs of Star mm-hmm. Wars books, like like one of the first scenes in it, Luke name drops hot chocolate hot that he chocolate. learned from Lando. And I'm like I bet that <laughs> I bet he's not mad about hot chocolate, but he's mad yeah, about bricks and screws. screws and but bricks. whatever. He's talking about That was dumb. Drink? Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. talking about hot chocolate. It's it's like this Empire, wonderful yeah. con- wonderful concoction that Lando taught me about. is called hot chocolate. It's a weird yeah. scene, man. It feels yep. very out of place, but Zahn got a lot of hate for that too. He openly talks about that. But Yeah. Anyway, that was a that's a stupid ass argument. Yeah. Uh I don't know yeah, if there are if there are real genuine like is there real genuine arguments that there's stuff not to love about this show. I guess you could say the pacing was a little slow at times. I'm Agree to disagree yeah. on that. Yeah, I, not in this I,
1: episode. Oh my yeah, god. Not
2: <laughs> like, in this episode. Um I do uh, genuinely think that you could you uh, could make a, a strong argument that, that this could compete with Empire of being like I literally agree. the best Star Wars ever. I, agree. I mean Man, just away, man. <laughs> can't believe, can't believe we made it to the end, and it it yeah. kept it up the whole damn time. Like I just can't believe mm-hmm. it. Yeah,
0: just like speaking of the end, they only mentioned it one or two times when they when Cassian and um and the other inmates were in the prison, and they were like, we don't even know what we're building. Like, what are we building? And that was like, yeah, there was only like two, there's like two times they said it, and yeah. that was it. They didn't yeah. like keep harping on it to make people think like, oh, you, yeah. you better trying to figure out what they're building because it's going to be something big. I they know. just asked twice, and that was it. And some people forgot, much like myself, when I just heard Eric say that was the, that was what they were building with the
2: Death Star. Just figure that out along with everybody else. That was brilliant. On the show that shot was <laughs> that shot was super cool too, man. Yeah. Like the was, suspended in the S, space. Obviously. Oh man, that was yeah. that was great. That was great. Yeah. What a nice little way to tie up that loose end, too. That was really yeah. clever and. I'm just blown away. I don't know if, uh, you know, I don't really know how movie making works, how TV shows work, especially when you're dealing with an IP like Star Wars. Like, mm-hmm. is, this, is this all truly Tony Gilroy's genius that made the show? Like,
1: It's a great question. And I would actually, all of our listeners, I would highly recommend there's a podcast on the Ringer Network <laughs> called The Watch. Um, mm-hmm. It's all about TV shows. And they've been Tony Gilroy three times during Andor. They came on three different times. He just came on for the finale. Talks a ton about how the show was made. It's really, really mm-hmm. fun interesting very casual guys um really great uh interviews really great discussions and he talks so much about his team like the production designer um the movie guys but like you know the too long didn't read of it is essentially this is Gilroy's baby like from conception to writing of the scripts like the writer's room is him Bo Williamson and his brother uh, Tony Gilroy's brother so like they're very in here the the idea the execution as showrunner, is so is so intense. Like, he's not directing these, right? He's not writing every script. But I think part of the reverence for the craft of it all, the reason that it's all so yeah. good and the reason the talent is, that's a showrunner picking people and creating a team that does this. And I was wondering, <laughs> you know, I, I tweeted this out earlier this week. Based on the interviews we've seen with, like, you know, not only Diego Luna, but like Stellan Skarsgård and Fiona Shaw and, and and Genevieve O'Reilly. Like this seems like one of the first Star Wars shows where like the casting creatives really seem to like each other a lot, doesn't it? Like they yeah. really seem to give vibes of "I love making Antor." Like yeah, and not just because it's Star point. Wars, mm-hmm. but because of the people they come to work with.
3: Yeah, yeah. It is more of an ensemble than anything we've seen before, though. So, to be oh, fair, yeah. I think people have got more time on this show together. And yeah. they're yep. filming on location, right? So, it's not like, <clears throat> oh, I'm in the volume for this two hours, and then it's the next person's mm-hmm. turn, and we don't interact. It's like they were yeah. going to all these places. Yeah. So, I imagine mm-hmm. they got a lot more time together. But they do seem to be very close-knit.
1: Yeah. And it's not so much like – and I think there's always there's also been this disproportionate um, – like, if you like Andor, you can't also love Mandalorian. Like, we're not always sitting on that. But it is interesting to hear, like, I love working on this show because there's this amazing, like, Grogu robot. And I love interacting with And the technology is amazing versus, like, I could say a monologue about the fascism. And, like, it's just, like, it's just different. And, like, there's just, I mean, Nemec's speech in this, and, I, and we'll get to the speeches about the show in a second, obviously. But, like, that moment where he's just from the afterlife talking about... The Empire, and we're seeing all the characters basically react to tyranny, and how does the Empire, like, the best written books don't have that level of complexity about the Empire.
2: Yeah. I just can't, I just can't, I just don't, I just cannot believe they got it so right. Like, it's just, I mean, I, I don't know that there, that there are very many shows, like, in, in, in television history that have, gotten everything right. The director and the actors and the writing and the dialogue and the music. Like it just was mm. a damn near flawless experience from end to end. And I'm like, I just can't, I cannot name another show. That's like breaking bad. Maybe like is pretty yeah, close, that, I guess. Like but like,
1: two, honestly, I
2: just can't believe that it doesn't, it feels like, like we're insane. I, I feel insane for saying this. I yeah. feel like, like I'm shilling this, like, but yeah. like, it's true, though. <laughs> I genuinely, right I genuinely cannot mm-hmm. find very much wrong with it. There's a couple tiny little scenes of CGI, and yeah, I didn't really love the aliens of last episode in a, in a couple ways. But like, other than that, like, Mm-mm. I just, I just can't believe they got it so right. And now it begs the question: How has every other Star Wars project got it so wrong? If this is possible, like, yeah. what is the magic? recipe the formula to make this happen again like i don't i don't think it's, it's replicatable. replicable
1: like yeah I,
2: I, they have i think they have a good
0: like a good um ending point so they can cuz i think Great like point. with with the mandalorian and with the book of boba fett there isn't an ending point right there's something that they can keep yeah. writing story of that for years and years and years i guess if they wanted to but this like has a final the yeah. Yeah. final piece, and they can they can tie in these pieces yeah. that will bring the moviegoers and like in the the book readers as well to um, to this particular show based on those instances that they've seen or, or read in a book, yeah.
2: and not just like a not just yeah. like a story in either though, like a hard slamming the book closed yeah, because everybody
1: dies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like in yeah, yeah. And, and they've all been so <clears throat> blunt about it, and I think that. Like, the, the source material you have until then is also so impactful, right? Because we love Star Wars for so many reasons. We get our space Jedi stories, you know, warriors with swords. That's great. That's so much fun and great. We get bounty hunters. Oh, my gosh. Westerns. I love Westerns. Those are a lot of fun. <clears throat> this show is at its core about meeting people that are living their lives, and they're, they're feeling a little off, but they're dealing with it. And then we literally get to watch people have their rights stripped away by a fascist government and get ground harder and harder until now in this episode, they literally use the will and ashes of their dead to fight against <laughs> their oppressions, oppressors with no real weapons. It's but brilliant. knowing that the so- literal blasting the music of freedom in their streets to fight the Empire. Like... Shh. The, the, the stakes of this show, and I think that's also yeah. why the original trilogy works, because right. they're depth. fighting an empire. This is a government. <clears throat> this is the universe. And they're like, you know what? We all, If we speak out here, and we speak out at Aldani, and we speak out at the prison, all of these arcs had a lot of people die. A lot of people that we met for two episodes died, but they did their little rebellion, and they did their little rebellion, and they did a little rebellion. And now this episode is saying, you know what? The spark is now a fire, and we're just going. And like yeah. that's not that doesn't always happen.
2: Yeah, yeah, and 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 every time there is like a big spark moment too. The dialogue is just unbelievable. I mean, we had so many incredible like speeches or monologues in this show. Like, yeah, I just go through them. I just I just don't, I just still can't get over <laughs> I just still can't get over how good the dialogue is. We have it. This is this exists in the same universe as Attack of the Clones. How is that possible? <laughs> there it is. There it is. How is it possible? Yeah, you're training to be a Jedi, and I'm have a senator how is it possible that this is the same universe i just don't understand it yeah. it it's just it's it's brilliant yeah. writing and i don't know whatever whatever recipe they did like part of yeah. me is also in the camp though of like tony gilroy he needs to have this beautiful platinum plated beauty and then walk away and never come back
1: i think he might legit yeah, Cause I, I he's
2: going to he he's going to Tarantino think, it. He's yeah. going to make his 10 and he's going to leave.
1: Yeah. I, think <laughs>
2: well, I think it's what he's going to have to do.
1: And I want to ask you guys that based on so the speeches especially cuz I I the second half of the season like really just went so speech heavy and and not to not to overplug but on the watch Tony Gilroy does talk a lot about how that's not hard for him. He's like I can write a speech. Like it's really like Getting Cyril to Ferex was actually harder for him than writing a speech. Because he's like, how do I make that make sense? Tony but, Gilroy
2: would survive the apocalypse. He's I, idiot, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> absolutely. Uh, um, so I want to ask you, I think we got four main speeches in Andor. We got the Kino Loy, there's no way out speech. Um, or the, or the um, one way out well, over, the, mm-hmm. over the comms. Yeah. We got the big Lutheran speech. I, I'm, you know, burning down a sunrise I'll never see. That big yeah. one. We got Nemec's so literal manifesto this episode about mm-hmm, tyranny and right. what the empire looks like, and then we get Marva's. If I, you know, don't sleep, evil and tyranny, I, if I would be fighting these bastards forever. I think those yeah. are the four giant epic, and it's crazy. If we had gotten one of these speeches in the series, I've been like amazing.
2: Yeah, really but the four, and, and four. they're all, <laughs> and they're all flawless. Yeah.
1: What's your favorite? Ah, sh- just, just I don't know, pure man. simple. What's your I think
2: I think Luthans was probably my my favorite of all three. I, I agree. Like, that, there was some there was some dark shit in there, man. And I <laughs> wish like yeah. we uh, I who I don't remember who that was in our in our chat last week that was that was talking about the uh, you kept dropping the quotes. It was just like oh yeah yeah yeah. There was so many good ones, and uh, I don't know though. Marva's this episode was pretty was pretty hot. That was a beautiful scene, just all oh, end yeah. to end. Like this was just a beautiful scene. The cultural symbolism here was incredible. We'll come back to this in a second, but speeches, yes.
3: Oh, yeah. Damn. I think it depends too on, you know, how are you grading these things? Because I think the actual like the actual writing of Luther's speech was the best. You know, sure. we're mentioning yeah, yeah, yeah. some of those right. lines that were genuinely yeah. like stirring and like made me yeah. sit back and think, I like, who thinks to even say that? But then yeah. On the other side of the spectrum, I thought Marva's was pretty straightforward, right? She was like, wake up, mm-hmm. fight the Empire or something else, mm-hmm. the Empire, if you follow certain circles online, apparently. But, <laughs> yeah, right. But it was like I'm... very emotionally packed, right? Especially with her talking about how, you know, I used to come to these things. I used to come to these funerals and I learned yep. from, you know, the dead. And now I want you to learn this from me. Like that. <clears> that kind of setting it up. To then go actually fight the empire right then and there—that was probably had the most emotional weight for me.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I forget about all the way that she talks about <laughs> knowing the stone and and just—I mean, one the idea of of the city being built by the dead. Not every brick you see, like you know, how many of their ancestors are surround them constantly, and her realizing her legacy. Is now going to be more than that. Also, she's a little Force Ghosty, which is fun. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, blue hologram, Force Ghosty, too. which is fun. A little something. Um, and was you you knew,
0: you knew something was coming when she said, "But we were sleeping." Yeah, yeah. But we were sleeping, and you're like, "Oh, she's going to come with something hard." And I, I was, I was just it. I felt like it took a little long to get to when she was getting to but I appreciated that the anticipation made me like lose my mind when she really started getting into yeah. it and like really fired up the crowd fired up her followers mm-hmm. and oh man
1: yeah. she was pushing dead through, through those she, guys all she gets her last words she gets a little more she yeah where's where's
0: where like what made her like record that before she died she was like okay I got 18 hours left, I guess. It's
1: like, it's like what, Tony what Stark if she and didn't you know have 18 hours That's left? That's what it reminded <laughs> me of. It's like when Tony did his whole thing to, like, hey guys, you know, and like, you, when you kind of yeah. have that vibe. But yeah. But she did dress uh, up, though. She's like, I'm going to die in a day. Let me put on my, my finery. <laughs> I'm going to look good. I'm going to look good. I'm going to.
2: Yeah, maybe she yeah. recorded it Smith like maybe she recorded it a while ago. I mean, it, I don't know. Maybe she did. A Ooh. decent amount of time has passed. Remember, we we had the yeah. prison. It was a big time jump. Yeah,
1: right? like a couple and months. We fe- I feel yeah.
2: It, I forget. It was like yeah, it was like two months or forty eight yeah. shifts later or something. Right? Didn't yeah. you say that.
1: Yeah, because yeah. last time we saw
2: her, she prison.
0: was wheezing. Yep. Right. She was wheezing and she couldn't really talk. She was having she's having trouble she gets
2: breathing. Cold. So. Turn on the heat. You keep maybe saying she, that. All right, here we go. I got it. Maybe, maybe she knew that either illness and death were going to get her, or the empire was going to get her. One of the two. Oh, totally. Like, because she bought into the uh, she bought into the rebellion thing early. It looks like so. Yeah. Mm, Ooh.
1: Speaking of that, um, I think last episode or no, two episodes ago, uh, Brasso was talking to somebody, to the doctor, and they're like, "What was she doing?" And they said she was. Uh, trying to pry open an entrance for the underground tunnels so the Rebels yeah. could get in. Yeah, You guys know how Cassie <clears throat> got into the hotel?
2: That's true. He used those tunnels, man. Oh, he used nice. those tunnels. He did. So
1: oh, all damn. those little things. She was paving the way for him even when he wasn't there. So I think Marva's, for me, had to hit the hardest emotionally. I, I want to also give a, a a nod at the cap, if you will, to, to Nemec's manifesto <clears throat> speech. I think, one, we talked about this actor during the Aldani arc. The way he speaks is just so endearing. Like, his his vocal cadence... The way he sounds is so great. And I kind of hope that we get a full audiobook of the manifesto one day. Just because I want to hear him do the whole thing. But maybe it was, you know, the uh, the context of it. Seeing everybody react to it. But it was one of the most effective discussions, I think, of the source material I've ever heard. Of, like, this is how the Empire goes. And also, I love... <clears throat> I love the idea... One... Of flipping do or do not there is no try to try all you can do is try a nice little yeah. fun flip of of Star Wars mythology, but also the way he just goes to, um, you know we always hear how rebellions are hard and what can we do no tyranny is hard because it requires constant effort so yeah. all you gotta yeah. do is find when the empire is lacking and which goes back to Cassian's whole. You know, oh, they don't notice me. I can just slip right in. Like, yeah. all of them slowly realizing that the Empire actually isn't on top of their game. Once Dedra is in the street, <clears throat> she's done. Like, there's so many little things. I think that monologue for me really just kind of illuminated oh, my God, if the galaxy here is this, that is when the rebellion rises up. Because then you realize, oh, my God, we're not on the defensive. They're on the defensive the whole time against yeah. us. And that's how, like, every revolution in history every country in the world that has had a revolution, that's what it is.
3: Yeah. Do you think that Nemex Manifesto (laughs) ever makes it out to, like, the rebellion at large? Or is this purely something that Cassian uses?
1: Well, fun fact, Charles. On the Twitters, there is a theory currently. (laughs) In Rogue One, Cassian has something on his jacket that is tied to his blue jacket. And it looks very suspiciously like... The manifesto it's very so this similar would be
2: a i've seen the picture too i don't know if it's about the right up. size and stuff
1: it's possible yeah. it it's does possible. keep blowing up but <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't know, I don't know how... if we hear it but i mean yeah. it's possible i mean come on you tell me that in maybe like 2025 luke skywalker in a comic can be reading Namix manifesto probably you know what i mean yeah. like they could <laughs> totally do that they could totally do that. Oh boy. <clears throat> yeah, right dude, there. Thing, there it, it is. is. Nice.
2: Good find, West. That's I about mean, the right size. That's almost a, that that's it, dude. That's the same size. It has to be. I yeah.
1: think I I think I think it <sighs> is. I that's, think it
2: is. That's wild, man. That's
1: really really wild. Um
0: like what what were they thinking in, in Rogue One though when they
2: that's just a thing?
0: Oh yeah, no, that was on no, his no. Jacket?
1: Absolutely a retroactive. <laughs> like maybe, yeah. maybe though.
2: I mean they, they they always like a lot of the things that are on costumes and stuff are named though, right? And then something that could comes be a flask. Something comes out of it. Or his booze. Yeah. Right? So it's a, maybe. maybe it's a, it looks like if a blast. Maybe maybe if somebody has like the Rogue One like di- uh, what's dictionary. it called, Visual Dictionary thing, yeah. maybe you should look up and see if this thing is in there. And Pablo like,
1: Hidalgo, someone ask Pablo Hidalgo what that is, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, what exactly. that thing
2: is, because maybe maybe they said yeah. it was a manifesto, and that's where the idea for Nimex Manifesto came from. Was that I don't know, that'd be yeah. cool? Like I
1: would, mm. I love that idea. I hope we again. I think next year the fact that we're doing <clears throat> there's a year time jump until the first episode of season two. We, they've said that. Then there'll be three episodes a year, three episodes a year, until we get to the beginning of Rogue One. I, so
3: we'll see I do, that
2: I do like that we it's – a, it's a fun question to ask Charles, I think, about does the Manifest ever come, yeah. uh, come back in any ways? Because, like, we got to see sides of the rebellion we've never seen before with this show. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think Rogue One did that more than anything did, is, like, the OT yeah. – like oh, the o- the that. OT me- the OT like rebellion was very one-sided. Like there was nothing else, they're all just, you know, it was very classic hero's journey. They're just a bunch of heroes, we're the good guys, those are the bad guys. Like there wasn't any depth really to the rebellion. Yeah. And like Rogue One added in, you know, Cassian's character's existence added in this whole You know, we're assassins and saboteurs. Saboteurs. Like I mean, that was just, like, brilliant that, like, there's this dark side of the rebellion that they don't like to talk about. And then this show has added lots of other stuff, right? We have all this political intrigue and how dangerous it was to be a, a leader in the rebellion with Mon Mothma's story. And we got this, like, we have the political ideology people who are still, like, like on the ground like nimic and stuff that are like the mm-hmm. revolutionaries and it was just, it's just adding so much depth to the idea of of rebelling against an an evil government it's just really brilliant storytelling yeah. and very reflective of real human history and yeah. revolutions which well, we've seen i mean
1: tony gilroy said in a great thing again i sorry i had a i had a 12 hour road trip i listened to a lot of the watch that sounds oh, like... to, I was in all his <laughs> interviews he said that a lot of people are, are saying oh he's clearly commenting on current political this current political this and while you can definitely attribute it to that he's like I'm just, this is all of history he's like yeah. we're not current're <clears throat> we're, we're looking at every revo- like the Haitian revolutions like every revolutions of every country yeah also as Americans like a lot of stuff has happened outside our country like this is all based in <clears throat> that like there's not it's not anything new. Which is crazy because while in Star Wars it is, it's all been happening for forever. Um, but I want to hit. I want to hit on one thing, Charles. I see you wrote our outline it's, here. It um, sounds but,
2: like. Sorry for interrupt. It no, sounds like. Me. It sounds like Common Sense by by Thomas Paine. I'm not sure if you yes. guys ever ever had to read that I in like, high school. I've been reading Common Sense by Thomas yeah. Paine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The the, the manifesto. It, T-Pain? it Sounds like, like <laughs> T pain <laughs> <"T-Pain."> Oh <laughs> sense my <by> god! T-Pain. <laughs> I've never put that together. I mean, it sounds very. It very. It sounds very very similar. Like as long oh, like sure. here, here i pulled some i just pulled this up like do it man like it says like as as a long and violent abuse of power is generally the means of calling the right of it in question and as the King of England hath undertaken in his own right to support the Parliament in which he calls theirs, and as the good people of this country are grievously oppressed by the combination, they have an undoubted privilege to inquire to the pretensions of both and equally reject the usurpation of either. Like it sounds like Nemic's manifesto. Just be Nemec. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. genuinely, and you like it's it's. Him. It's very clear that that they base this type of writing off Ugh. of revolutionary type mm. writing, otherwise. And yeah, I just that's that just that's such a brilliant angle of the rebellion that I've never seen before. I've never seen that in in books. I've never seen it in comics. Like it's just a it's a new level of like quality depth, quality depth. intelligence <laughs> in Star Wars that we've just never seen. Yeah. I mean, this has always been a fun fantasy universe that yeah. has some really heavy, hard hitting themes, but they often don't. Really do a great job, I think, of capturing the the depth in a lot of ways. because yeah. at the, at the end of the day, it is still government. Yeah, like, it is still it like is. a sci-fi show for kids, right? So they, they yeah. sometimes miss the depth. Like this is the first truly adult piece of Star Wars mil- media we've yeah. ever gotten, and I just they just got it so right. It's yeah. just unbelievable.
1: The only kids I want in Andor are the dying ones in the headphones. Um, oh my god! Oh, sorry. Anyway, um, I <laughs> I did want to say. To get away Holy from that. Crap, I, do feel bad. I do feel bad about that. <laughs> We're going to talk about Bex in a second. Um, Charles, you have a great point in our outline here about another character that I think we saw change decently in this episode. And oh my God, touch might be my paw. most anticipated. Come on, Charles. Not Dr. Quadpaw. Get ahead with that. <laughs> he didn't come back. No quad paw. Lack of quad paw. Quad naw, more like it. Uh, um, wow. Wow. Yeah, I feel bad about that. Uh, no, my most anticipated uh, character for season two, uh, Luthan. Luthan Rail. Um,
3: yeah, a yeah. lot in
1: this. So, 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 TS up. What did, what did Luthien do for you this episode? And what what did we see? And what are we gonna like chat out a bit here?
3: Well, I was intrigued by Luthan because <clears throat> what Corey was just saying about how the rebellion changes uh-huh. so much in this time period. The rebellion is so different than what we see later on. What we were first introduced to in the original trilogy. Like, can you imagine if Princess Leia was just like. Yeah, we got to kill one of our people. Like he he knows too much. Like we got to go find this <laughs> right? guy and and we got to take him out. No. But here we saw Luthen showing up on uh Ferrix with the singular intent it seems to kill Cassian. Like he was there yep. kind of for the same reason as the Empire. The Empire wanted him alive, whatever. But basically Cassian knew too much. We need to we need to take this guy out. Yep. Now, mm-hmm. I was sort of intrigued by this. I didn't fully understand this, to be honest with you. Uh, reason being, I didn't know exactly why Cassian had to die with no conversation. Um, you know, it seemed to me like Cassian could have turned him in in any of the time that he was imprisoned, like if that was his intent or if that was something that he, you know, thought he might do. So I didn't fully understand why Luthen just was like all right we got to take him out rather than have a conversation because then as soon as they did have a conversation and Cassian was like i'm going to join you but if you got to kill me you can kill me Luthen mm-hmm. smiled immediately and you're like yeah we'll 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 keep you with us then but it's like what well, couldn't we have talked about that before the plan was to kill cassian like couldn't we have had the conversation yeah. first yeah. so so yeah. that part kind of threw me off <clears throat> but it does show that shift maybe that exact moment was the shift where we see where, okay, now it's weird to kill our own people. Like, maybe that that was the moment that we made that change.
1: I want to offer an idea that's not mine, but I saw it and I think it makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, our buddy uh, Brad Whipple over at Friends of the Force had a great Twitter thread uh, today about this exact moment. And he made the argument that I think makes complete sense to me, and Luthen's mind was changed by Marva's speech. Because I think up until this time, Luthen, it was, like, him and Clea in the shop, him and Mon in the streets. Like, it's been one-on-ones and very little things, right? And now, Marva makes this epic speech, and then he sees the planet of Ferex rise up, and now he has the son of Marva who's coming to him saying, kill me or bring me along, I'm ready to die for this. I think Luthen's finally realizing, oh my god, <laughs> all the puzzle pieces I put in place... Are now working. All my my chessboard is actually moving, and I don't have mm-hmm. to do it alone. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that's that's the moment is that he realized Marva Andor inspired a a planet. I think Cassie Andor can inspire a galaxy. Mm. I think that's yeah. where he is. I think oh. um, that just right. came to me in the moment. I'm going to own that. Yeah. I feel good about that. I feel good <laughs> yeah. about that. I think that that's moved good. me
0: a little bit, Eric. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to I'm going to use that with my Star Wars friends at work tomorrow. I'm going to say it
2: was mine. Do it, man. you can
1: own that. <laughs> bar and steal, baby. But yeah, that's. I think
2: that's what it is. Luthen was also getting pretty desperate too. I think. I mean, he said yeah. in one of the previous episodes that like I was. I, what did he say? I was. I was slip.
1: Uh, am I slipping? I, am I slipping? Like, Am I slipping?
2: Or yeah, yeah. It's like, no, I was. Man. I was reckless or something like that nope. about Cassian yeah. saw my face and that sort of thing. He knows my real name and. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's very. I do think it's a good good question, Charles. And I think we were supposed. To, I think we're we're meant to be a little confused about that as the viewer. And I think it just adds in. It adds in that that intrigue and that constant worry, like, am I going to be outed? Like, like is you know have I made a mistake? Finally, a, a poor calculated risk. Finally, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we're meant to feel that that sort of stress that Lutheran I guess, is under in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. I love the dialogue too at the very end when Cassian said uh, something like, "Take me in." Is that what he said? "Take me under." Yeah, like, take kill, me me in? kill me, kill me, or take or me in. Kill me. Take me in. Yeah, that's what take he said. Take me in. Which what also, again, <clears throat> he's
1: lost his he lost his fa- Clem a while back, which, by the way, I, one thing I missed the first watch, um, Clem, his father's stone is the one he visits first. Mm-hmm. He, he, he checks in with his father. I, I call and it then, that. yes, he's lost yeah. his father. He's lost his mother. He is kind of looking for belonging now. He can't say, he's like, take me in. I'm ready to be a part of something again. I've been running to Niamos, I've been running away. Take me into the fold. I'm ready to be a part of something. Which is also interesting because he then, before this told Bix Brazo's B2 the B squad um that like <laughs> a lot of bees um like i'm I, i'll be back and i do think he meant it and trusted it so as he's saying that come I think with me like, if you want to, to live to <laughs> really that's where he is right and i think he's like i don't think he's going to kill me because now i understand him and i understand the rebellion now because of Marva's words and because of Ferex and because like he's now seen three different rebellions right he saw the Eldani five of them rebel he saw the thousands of Narkeena five rebel and now he's seeing his home planet rebel like yeah, everyone's doing it I get this I can't I can't not be a part of this let's go and Luthan sees that in him and is like alright man Hell yeah! This is gonna be great. You will live for four mm. more years and be great. So, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Four more years. That's terrible four four about. more. more.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Corey, you're oh, wild for yeah. that. One. That's amazing. That's I know, great.
2: I know. Um, all right. One more thing I want to talk about that uh, that came to me that I think was a very prominent theme of uh, this episode was the marching band uh, was such mm. a cool and clever band thing. Kicks unite. We yeah, all right. So <laughs> uh, I I was not in a marching band because as we already discussed, my tiny little school didn't have anything except basketball and tennis, that was it. No marching band. But my wife, she was very prominent in marching band. She played French horn, she was in a Macy's Day parade one year. Whoa. Um, yeah, yeah. She French was, horn. French no, horns nice. are cool. Yeah, so when when this episode opened was really really weird, right? The music was starkly different than any yeah, other yeah. any yes. other like this, that crazy. I think I don't. I'm dumb and I don't remember what the, me- the musical term that my wife used, but she either called it like discordance or dissonance. Discorded.
1: Yep, discordance
2: yeah, the, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah that I think so. like it, it sounds chaotic, like when different yep. instruments are kind of playing at different keys or something like that, yeah. and like it's very, it sounds bad, right? Like it's very kind of chaos yeah. sounding and where and like it. And then when the – it's, like, foreshadowing in a way. Like, the music yep. is foreshadowing yep. in a way because it got – it was very chaotic in the very beginning, the music was, and then it got a little better as the marching band, like, came together. Mm-hmm. And then it mm-hmm. it genuinely created chaos. Like, yep. the next scene is chaotic, right? And it was such a beautiful yep. sort of foreshadowing. Look at this, the marching, like, towards the the Empire with the instruments and also what clever Star Wars – I don't know what do you call it when they do this. They they turn a real life thing into a Star Wars thing. All of these instruments they look very yeah. Star Warsy. Yeah, the Star Wars instruments. And
1: and because like I, I remember when Andor first came out, and we heard about them playing live music on set, and they're like, okay, that's cool. Like they played some underscoring for some speeches. I guaranteed this was played live as they march. Yeah, Can you probably. Imagine being being that act, being Brasso, being the actor holding yeah. the holding the brick and marching as you hear. Yeah the music around you like yeah you don't got to act at all you're just yeah. like going man that would just And be it
2: amazing. it looks like they're it looks like they're all really playing the instruments too and that's such a cool thing yeah. i mean this is not like I mean, do you remember the Cantina band playing the instruments? It looks goofy. They all have these fake rubbery fingers. Like that's it looks it. dumb. And they're just kinda like dancing do? around and like it looks like people pretending yeah. to play the flute. Like if I were exactly. to pick up a flute yeah. and try to play it or the saxophone, <laughs> I guess, that's what I would do. You know, I just kinda like jiggle my fingers around and Yeah. It was dumb, right? So like if this was rad. I was I was really impressed with this. It looks like they're actually playing the instruments and uh Yeah. Yeah, look like, at that. That's 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 a genuine wow. flute that they've made Star Wars. That's that so looks cool, like a dude. Yeah, it, yeah.
1: Does.
2: <laughs> it looks it looks yeah, kind of right. like a it looks kind of like a Y wing with a yeah. flute sticking out of it. Like this is cool.
1: Yeah, and it's and it sings back to like mm. the first the end of the first arc on Ferrex. Like, wh- how do we know the Empire was coming? They banged on 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 things and made yeah. noise and made and made music and like and then there's that moment in this episode where all the music ceases for a moment and it's silent and you get a little freaked because you're like, wait, whoa, whoa, and then it starts up again and like again in history of revolutions music. Banging on drums, like blasting horns, like that is a that is a use for people to. Oh, sing the guy in the tower, together. the bell
2: tower guy. We got our bell tower daddy You're back. Time Crappler, <laughs>
1: this guy, <laughs> this guy's the best. Dude, I he kicked the shit him. out of
2: that guy, and that was the coolest <laughs> thing ever. That was a this is dude. That was this is that that was,
3: Yeah, it was.
1: Well, and and there was a moment I think it was a couple episodes ago where they were talking about the people of Ferris and the ISB, and they're like. Oh, oh, those people of ferrix they have their own way of doing things, and it's a little bit of like you know nose down, they're they're not as civilized as we are. And in this episode, like the music of Ferrix is a weapon. The literal bricks of their dead are weapons like the they the the city is used as a weapon to fight back against <clears throat> tyranny. and it's like that is how the rebellion's gonna go is using everyone as they are to fight back because the empire is all about. Trying to make everyone the same, right? Trying to make cookie yeah. cutters, trying to make people assimilate. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, our strength is in our history, is in our dead, is in our people, and that is what they do in this literal scene. And ah, uh, it's just it such, a, it's just such a great way to do it.
2: It was, it was really, really brilliant. Um, just this overall, this whole lead up to the fight is just man, it was yeah. brilliant. I just Ooh, lead up, it was.
1: you said Leda. Let's talk about Mon Mothma for a second, and Lita. Lita. Who, um, okay, I was
2: like, "Where are we going with that?" Yeah,
1: we're going there, man. Ven, uh, <sighs> not a lot of screen time in this one; not really the focus, but two major moments that we highlighted: right, the parent moment, and then the not necessarily betrothal, but at least the introduction that definitely seemed like a <clears throat> way of her getting out of her money habits. And man, yeah, Mon has Ooh. sold her
2: soul to the devil, man. That's the uh, that's the analogy here, oh, right? She's she her is she selling her soul? Well, empty, this is brilliant. Man. Look at that. I know. I love this.
1: Wearing those colors too, because I didn't like. <clears throat> she's all white except for this episode. Like now, she's actually like pretending to assimilate. I
2: know. Yeah, <laughs> I know.
1: And her daughter. Yep.
2: Wow. Mm. Look at the look at the look at the octagon shape back there. Very imperial looking. Like
1: it's great apartment. Man. I gotta say. I'm sorry. It's a great apartment. <laughs> I, it's <laughs> and then just yeah. such to <laughs> Yeah.
0: It's too. Uh, it's too rich for my blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I um,
1: how how does she end the season for us? What do you like? I. I, I mean, don't think
2: any of us predicted it correctly. Um no, I was just thinking didn't. about I was thinking about last week's predictions mm-hmm. about stuff that we got right. I, I will say just in general like we didn't progress in the like story of the rebellion as a whole nearly as much as I expected to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like they really yeah. did tie that this really is Cassian's story. I mean, it's not no. I mean it mm-hmm. is about the greater rebellion but like I'm really shocked that we didn't end this with Mon Mothma of running away or I know.
1: You it's know. It's not that kind of show.
2: Yeah, it's not that kind of show. So like yeah. Um, I was very interested with, with this. I thought the, the whole accusation about gambling thing was brilliant. That was super that cool. That was yeah. brilliant
0: because she had me going the whole time, and I was just like, well, what kind of proof does what she is have? What did, did somebody yeah. tell her?
2: Yeah. yeah. How did happening? she
0: know that yeah. the driver was going to turn the audio back on without yeah. her knowing? But her actually knowing. Do yeah. yeah. you a- guys
1: feel bad for Perrin for like a half a second? Absolutely not. I, I, I thought Gary, it no. was listen, I
2: thought it was I I fell just the way the Empire is gonna fall. Like I, I I thought it was a real accusation. I thought she was mm-hmm. I thought she was finally kind of snapping a little bit yep. of like maybe he does actually have a gambling problem and she's mad about it. I didn't realize until it showed the driver that oh right. she's yeah. manipulating she the driver. <gasps> yes, like yeah. she knew the driver was listening. So and there's really a lot of ways that this can be sort of used, right? This could be oh, yeah. um Oh yeah this this could be um, like that's where all the money went, right? As he gambled mm-hmm. it away. This could be mm-hmm. the way that the Empire was talking about it in this was that this episode I think it was, yeah. The way this Empire yeah. was talking about well, it was Blevin like
1: Levin heard about it, yeah.
2: Like they're gonna try to blackmail her, kind of with it, yeah. is
1: maybe they, sort they of what use, that was implied. Yeah, we can use this, yeah.
2: Very interesting. I don't know. This was very interesting that it showed me that it, that it showed us that the Empire is guessing wrong. Like that was clever. Yeah. I feel like,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Well, and, and I think it's interesting too because you know obviously mm. we've seen that Mon Mothma and Perrin do not have a great marriage that has been the thing it's been hard but as I watched this I think because of Genevieve Viva O'Reilly's performance I did get a little bit of the vibe that at one point I think she did love her husband I think yeah. she was like you know what maybe she was younger I know it was an arranged marriage blah 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 but at some point she was like alright we're gonna have a child this is my husband And you could see her kind of have that little realization of, like, he is going to hate me now, and I'm just going to own that, and the Empire is – but I have to now sacrifice my husband. A real crossroads, man. Yeah. He is an asshole, and sure, he's all this things, but I will now besmirch his reputation and make him hate me.
2: She really sells everything. I mean, she sells her entire soul. Genuinely yeah. to the her, rebellion. Her
1: daughter's future. She's like I. She sells
2: need this. her daughter. She sells her husband. She sells her life. She literally gives it all away. And you know, to be in a position yeah. of power and to trade all of that for the rebellion yeah. is is a really beautiful story that I was yep. not expecting to no. get in this show at all. No. Holy shit! Oh, they no. they really really did nail that too, man. <clears throat> Are there any
0: quotes that come off like come on top of your head from Return of the Jedi or anything that? like, alludes to this happening early in her life. She's a heavy Yeah, she's like... Yeah, that's, that's, the only, that's it, huh? <laughs> that, yeah. That's it.
2: General Nadine. Like, that's her only dialogue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think <Yeah>. in Return <laughs> of the right. Jedi. I didn't, even, is, I didn't even think about that. No. Yeah, she has no yeah, they, dialogue, <laughs> which is crazy, dude, though. This show is yeah. like... When, when did Empire come out? 86, maybe? 80, 80, uh, 84? 80.
1: Empire was, 80, it was 77, 80, 83.
2: 83, 83 was, like, three was, was Return of the Return Jedi. The Jedi. And, yeah. yeah, so Return of the Jedi, 83 was... Yeah, this that's the only dialogue she freaking had in the whole movie. And now she's like a major character in this TV show all these years later. What other how many characters are left? Is there anybody left that they can (laughs) that they can bring back from the old
1: TV? Of course there are. I know. Of course there are. But it's so organic and in such a great way. And and I think that that's like you know, she was really the one character that we knew was like precast, was like she was in Revenge of the Sith deleted scenes, like they couldn't really do a lot with her. And oh my god, how lucky that you happen to get this actress. Who could do yeah. everything, you know? Yeah, based yeah. on a casting from twenty years ago. Very, very good like, too. That is,
2: yeah. I, I've loved, I've, I've really genuinely enjoyed the Mon Mothma stuff that we've gotten. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's much yeah. more than I really expected to. I mean, it's been We're a fun little, up. this fun little look into the, uh, into the, the Senate and the rebellion. I am shocked that we didn't get Bail Organa.
1: I, when we first started Yet, the season, I was I'm like, sure. I can't hope. I think season two, and I think that makes sense. Um, actually, I'm, I'm going to pause there for a second because I want to get into season two speculation because I'm very excited to talk about Bale. Anything else? I want to I want to hit on either this episode or season one because I think there's a there's a really fun way to end this episode yes. for us to talk about a little bit Wait, of season two. So we gotta Charles, we gotta
3: say one thing because we really didn't talk about Deirdre or Cyril. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. Let's hit this. Let's and hit this. the moment you brought up our predictions <laughs> earlier. And I predicted that Cyril was going to attack Dedra, and oh, wow. so yeah, she was like laying You're down in the dirt. Right. right, she was laying down in the dirt. She lost her gun. She was going to get trampled, and then some hands grabbed her and started leading her away. And you realize it's Cyril, and he's got her at gunpoint, and he was taking her away. And I was like, "Oh my god, it's happening!" And then they went <laughs> in this like closet. They went in this closet, and I was like, "He's going to do it. He's going to shoot her, or he's going <laughs> to attack her, or something." And then. Forty-five seconds later, I'm like, are, are they going to hook up in this closet right <laughs> now? Because, like, yeah. there was so much heavy breathing and close talking oh, yeah. in this closet. Um, it was a oh, yeah.
2: very, It was a very, very intentionally uncomfortable it situation. It was. Like, it was. Yeah. Like, it feels like we're not supposed to be there. Like, it feels icky i don't know what it is about yeah. the scene it's just it's very it's the people
3: yeah. it's the people that are well, in it I, I just, yeah. they just just do Deirdre, it right i
1: think because so detra is like she's almost going through a like you can see the adrenaline wearing off like she's literally shaking yeah. her body right she's mm-hmm. like coming down and she's like i should she says i sh-, i feel like i should say thank you yeah but she knows that he's
2: like a freaking psychopath right yeah. so she's like so she doesn't know what to yeah. say
1: yeah and he's like I mean, we could kiss. She just, think, she just you know, she's just <laughs> showing. We could kiss. Well, but, but no, I think
3: that's an yeah. important thing, though, is that he... Yeah. It, it, it felt weirdly romantic, but, like, he had no expectation whatsoever. Like, he was just like, yeah. I, you were in trouble, and I saved you. Yeah. And, I mean... He
1: idolizes yeah. her. He
3: does. He does. And he I does, think yeah. this is then, you know, now we're going to see her actually <clears> use <throat> him. Whether that's bringing him into the Empire itself, or whether he's, like, a secret operative of hers, I don't know. Yeah. But... I think he just
2: wants to rub her feet, Charles. Oh. That's all it is. <laughs> all right,
1: all right. House of the Dragon, I feel you. Um, oh. Although here's a here's a question or something I didn't notice till you played that clip there, Wes. She is like violently shaking at that point. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He is calm Stoic. as a
3: cucumber. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and I
1: didn't realize that. I'm like, that's also her seeing him. That calm is probably a little freaky Oh, being like, yeah. wait, there's a riot. People are dying. There are explosions, and Cyril was just like, "You were in trouble." Like, he's definitely yeah. a psycho, but she's gotta is be like, it, "Is
0: it? Oh. Is it not? Is it not that hat? That
2: hat? <laughs> <scene>. <laughs> the hat scene? We, hat. Didn't, we didn't, <laughs> dude, we, we didn't talk about the hat scene. That was such an odd <laughs> we really hats? That was such
0: an odd our, thing.
1: That, that was weird. Our Scottish <laughs> that, king, uh, Sergeant, Sergeant moss. Moss, moss is that his name? Musk. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. That was such an odd scene. I think it was so supposed weird. to be some comic relief, and then also I saw, I think, on Reddit or something, that somebody said that it's like the original hat that he had on, like the, that Cyril had on in the beginning of the show or something. Shit oh, that
1: sure, it totally is. It ab- yeah. is it.
2: It's like it's like a it's like a it's like an officer's hat or something yeah. maybe, and like. Like it's it's like symbolic that that he's in command, so he gets the officer's uniform hat or some shit. I don't know. This was such an I odd. It was such an such it's an odd. odd choice. And they both I don't, <laughs> I don't <laughs> exactly. I, I don't <laughs> hate I it. So much. Look, at like, this, all right, yeah. look at this. book. They designed this entire bus for this one freaking scene. Like look at this. This is it. beautiful. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. God. Cyril Cyril is still, I think, one of the most interesting characters in the show. That yes. like, yes, so I just really have no idea what the hell he's going to do. No. I think that is the point of his character is he's a literally a loose cannon. I have no idea what side he's on. He's on Dedra's side. That's obvious. That, yeah,
3: yeah. Yep.
2: But like, oh yeah. What is Dedra seeing him now? Is, is she going to see him as an as an asset that she can like use now? That's what he wants. I yeah. think. I think so.
1: I yeah. think. Yeah, because in this episode, she had the moment where when they killed Krieger, she's like. What are you doing? Like you're not listening to me. You're not doing this. And I think she's about to find someone that's a little bit of a psycho, but will also listen to her no matter what. So yeah. maybe that's her. That's his usage. That's
2: not. That is weirdly not bound by the rules of the empire in a way. Yes,
1: that's my yeah. Opinion that's a
2: that's a good way to go okay. with that. That was an interesting uh, storyline too. That that to kind of see all of these people who have shown a lot of intelligence with the ISB. They've shown a lot of intelligence and like. And like, like they could—they're dangerous, man. Like they really do understand. Oh yeah, the Empire and the rebellion and power, and they understand all that stuff. But they're like drunk with what is it? Like pride, I guess, at, at just yeah. annihilating all these without taking any hostages yeah. to torture and get information out of. Like, <laughs>
1: well, how they arrogant think that they're all. Uh, it, it's the uh, it, it's the captain on Altani, right? They think that everyone not in the Empire are kind of like savages or something. They're less—they're yeah. lesser intelligence. Like they don't respect these people. They don't assume that they would get information, because what information could they possibly have that we don't have? That
2: we could, that we could use, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's just oh, like, man. it's just crazy that Dedra's the only one that... Smugness. Exactly. Smugness. She's, yeah. Dedra's the only one that sees through it. Like, she understands it the way that nobody else seems to understand, which is yeah. interesting. And ultimately yeah. the downfall of the Empire. So... I just man, Dedra is such yeah. an interesting character. the The inclusion of the ISB, I think, was the the other gigantic surprise for me in this show. Going back mm-hmm. to the big picture yep. stuff, like yep. Yep. I really wasn't expecting to get ISB, and everything that we learned about them mm. was was really fun and really brilliant and interesting. Yep. And the power dynamics and the political stuff, like it yep. felt like Tark- Tarkin type of stuff. And yeah. man, I was a big fan of <laughs> of the ISB arc as well.
1: Yeah. And now now I see here uh there's other couple of characters we haven't touched on that I want to make sure we hit before we get into the next season. Uh Wes, <clears throat> you had uh we did not talk a lot about them, uh, but definitely some great scenes for Cinta and Bix. Um Yes, yeah. correct.
0: So um when we first saw Cinta, she's working in is
2: it a bar that she's working at? It's yeah. Like one yeah. of the bars yeah, yeah. or um, a hotel, maybe a kind of looking place. Yes. Yeah.
0: And um and uh Vel comes back to see her. Yeah. And she is just and Cinta is using her binoculars just to keep keep a lookout of officer, the officers and ISB <laughs> agent at that. And yeah. I think I think in that particular scene, Vel finally realizes that they cannot be a couple yeah. because she is too invested in the Empire she and pick her up Vel wants something more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's, a take, a no. that's a bad move that's a bad lift. move i right there <laughs> I was busy I
2: know it's a good point though um, and yeah. in
0: that moment there kind of catapulted her next scene is when she actually like in some guy's life it's an officer oh, right shakes. it's one of the, oh, one yeah, of the big officers she's, she's just, just like, like very really shakes the
2: shit ah, right there then we come around later and there, she's like she's bleeding <laughs> and she's like it's not my blood
1: Dude, yeah. a, Cinta, as the kids would say, is a real one. Like, yeah. Cinta is, yes. is she, hardcore.
0: She's all in. Yes. And I was like, yeah, uh, she's all rebellion, and it's it's her, it's her, the rebellion first, and then relationship yep. second. Yep. Or third, maybe. And Matt first be a God, second.
2: then America, then family. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Someone's been to a lot of
1: weddings this year, Corey. <laughs> <All right.
0: laughs> and then, um, not to mention Bix. Yeah. Like, how... Oh. Broken does Bix like look to you? And what she's saying, she's like, if somebody came and broke me out of jail, I'm out of there, right? Yeah, I am not even thinking twice. And she's like, no, 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 they're gonna, they're gonna yeah. get mad. Yeah. And they're like
2: they're gonna get mad.
1: Well, or is oh he a halluc- man, like dude, I just I, shot oh. like
2: four of them while we in here. I'd say yeah, they're no. pretty mad. <laughs> and she thought he was a
1: hallucination for a second too. Like I dreamed yeah. that you came and got me, and like, I mean, one shout out. I'm um, to. Uh, to- <clears throat> Is it Adria? I forgot her, I her name. Is the actress? Like, what a performance. Yeah, really. Right? This, this she looks season. like such a
0: different She's person compared to the first episode. I mean, they had a great makeup job on her and everything, yeah, but, but like her whole mannerisms yep. and her voice, yeah, She's She's like in. her barely Vaunted. opening her eyes and stuff, yeah. it's amazing. She does such a great job.
1: Yeah, I think it's
2: me. There was a time in which I really thought that all the main all the characters that we got from Phyrex in the beginning were maybe going to swing around to the Rebellion at some point, and yeah. I don't know what, what happens to Bix at, at this no. point. I mean, she's pretty messed up.
1: Get her safe. I, I think that's yeah. like, you know, I, I love that at the end, you know, Cassian's like, all right, get up, just get out of here, you know. I'll find you. I do believe that, but I do think that, you know, to your point, Wes, like, how broken is she? Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? I don't think she's never at hundred again. What
0: well, sure. I just right. noticed, noticed is she looks a little bit better in this picture. Yes, she was. Does she looks terrible. <laughs> she does. Yeah, like she doesn't have like her uh, the darkness yeah. around her eyes is not as gone. Okay. But she was in a dark
1: yeah. room she too. She believes I guess, in Kathy but... and she's like, I yeah. he he will come back. And she's called him out throughout this whole show. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know, when B is worried, she's like, No, he'll come back. He'll find us. He'll find us. And all right, I will. That's the question. Does he? You know, we'll find that out in do, season
2: two. Do you think that uh, Do you think that Cassie sister was a storytelling device and nothing else?
1: I think I think it comes back around in season two. I don't know if do he finds her. Do you think so?
2: Is he ever going to find her?
1: I don't know. I, I don't know. Once he we get will. that
0: previously in season one recap, and it, they just showed like his sister getting shot. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna come right back around to that. They yeah. always they yeah. always throw that recap in there to make you remember what
2: happened four you know, episodes yeah, that's, ago. And that's you're that's like, true. Oh, crap. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. Point. It doesn't seem to be Tony Gilroy's style to leave ends loose. They, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Right. <clears throat> so I don't yeah, know. So
1: so yeah. So let's let's uh let's go into season two speculation here for a bit, and then uh, then let's go around and just kind of just recap favorite favorite season one stuff as a whole, but. Looking ahead, to your earlier point, Corey, I definitely I definitely think, and not just because of my fandom, we're, we're easily getting Jimmy Smith. <clears throat> Bale is going to be in season two. I think they, so. He and Mon Mothma have too much of a casual conversation in Rogue One for them <clears throat> not to have met up a bunch before that. Ah, I think, ah, yes. you know, like, your friend, the Jedi, like, she knows that Obi-Wan exists. Like, they're tight. Yeah. Um, mm. We know we're getting Yavin. I think that does happen. Um... But I think it'll be interesting for pacing because one of one of the few um, you know, criticisms about the show for some folks that didn't care as much was that it was a little slower of a show, which I loved. But I think, like you know, we only went through really a couple months max it's because we're adults, Eric. <laughs> exactly. I can watch a television show, but we're going to get three episodes time jump, three episodes time jump, like we know it's going to happen. So I think honestly, anything's in play. Like we're yeah. gonna watch the rebellion grow, and I think we will literally see the base on Yavin get bigger and bigger in season two That'll until be we interesting get to the ring device. Of yeah.
0: What are the what's the arcs? Um, the time wise for the first arc is four uh, years before. So
1: between season one and season two, we have one year time jump. So first episode of season okay. two is four years, is four Bby, three episodes. Then we go three Bby, three episodes, two Bby, and then three episodes. It's one Bby, and then the last episode gets Cassian basically walking into the rings of Khafrein to kill yeah.
2: that guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Tony Gerwig actually That's said that so at cool. a celebration. I cannot believe yeah. he gave that much away. Very that straightforward was un- about it. It was unbelievable. <laughs> he was like, yeah, the first season is about this year of Cassian's life, and the second season is a bunch of time jumps. This is literally what he said, basically. And yep. This is to be very interesting. I imagine we're going to get a gigantic Galen UrsO story, Um in Love there. That. Oh yeah. Cuz they're looking yeah. for him. They are looking who he for him. Is. That's what Rogue One is about. Is they're yeah. looking for, you know, Yep. Uh, they're looking for his daughter. So like Yeah. That's going to be fantastic. A yep. farmer.
1: <laughs> <Off> with your <laughs> talents. Really, oh. a man of your talents. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh Cassian It's a simple and life. <laughs> uh <laughs> That movie's so good. Uh, Cassian oh. and Saw cannot meet. That's the thing. Cuz Cassian, they're looking for Saw. So, how does that happen? When does Luthan exit the picture? Because he's not in Rogue One, right? So, at some point.
0: Oh. And also, Luthan
1: knows Saw directly. And then by Rogue One, they have no way to contact Saw. So, what breaks that? And I think that's, we got to see that.
2: That's interesting. Yeah. That's a good point. We still have to get Mon Mothma's leaving the rebellion or leaving yep. the Empire. I imagine yep. that'll be a pretty significant story. Um,
0: yeah. When when does K two S O? He is on the fold.
1: Yep. Tony has talked about him a bunch. Wow. Okay. So there's a comic <laughs> where they meet. If you love that K two S O Cassian comic, I love that for you. I've read it. I don't think there's a chance in hell they do not retcon that comic. Like <laughs> no. There's no way. <laughs> That yeah, will that will
2: that will finally be that will yeah. finally be uh, the one piece of real criticism that you can give the show is when Tony yeah. Geroy, <laughs> no. the the we'll patron not. saint of Star Wars, right now yeah. at this moment, uh, retcons we'll the shit out give of a shit. the K two S O comic.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, it's not it's not a
2: it's not a, it's not a great comic either, it's, if it's, I remember it's, correctly. It's,
1: it's not that, it's not that good. But also, can yeah. you imagine <laughs> me like Tony? He's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna bring Alan Tudyk in. I, I I directed him on Rogue. We're gonna bring K Two S O in. Oh cool. You know what they meant in a comic? What? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you think you think Tony
2: Gilroy has ever read a comic book before? I don't know. I'm sure, maybe, yeah, but, surely.
1: I read Watchmen. It was like it's good, and then this went <laughs> on. <with his> life.
2: <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm 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 genuinely. Like just so blown away with the show that I I don't have any real predictions for the second season. I mean, I feel like
1: whatever they want.
2: I I feel like whatever they want, and like I'm I'm here for the surprise. I mean, I I would certainly like for it to be unpredictable. This show was definitely unpredictable. I mean, yes, nothing happened in Mm -hmm. a way that I expected to, which is very rare in a TV TV shows as an adult. I mean, there's a pattern with shows, and you expect things to happen and. Right. You know, even even when they do something crazy like kill off a main character or something, you can still there's evidence things are coming often and, and like you feel like Star Wars especially I feel like is guilty of this. Like you really know what's happening. Yeah. And uh this it's very rare that I think you're able to go into a show every episode completely naive of what can happen and, and this show has been that. So like, you know, yeah. they, they have they have my full blessing to tell whatever story they want to tell. I don't care yeah. Redcon yeah. everything. Recon Luke, Make I don't it give good. a shit. Like, <laughs> no, I, Luke grew up on, he grew up on, on Geonosis, not tattooing. I don't give a shit. All right. Like yeah. literally, is Tony Gilroy good? can do <laughs> anything he wants. Like, I'm just so blown away with how good the story is. Um, yeah. I, and I, one other thing I will say too that this is a bit negative is I'm also very shocked and surprised at how fast the internet has turned on uh, Dave Filoni and uh, John yeah. Favreau is shocking to me, frankly. Yeah. I mean yeah. the same we, people we that like were
1: that remember
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> this the same people that were demanding we fire Kathleen Kennedy and in, in state in state, you know, Dave Filoni are now calling for yeah. Filoni's head. It's pretty bizarre actually to see it's this It's
1: gotten extreme. Yeah.
2: Yeah, people are saying yeah. fire Filoni and shit. Oh, it's wow. like yeah. what the hell? Where is this coming from? Yeah. Like
1: Remember when Luke Skywalker met Ahsoka <sighs> and you and we were all like, "Oh my god. Like, come on."
3: Yeah. But, no, you, like, know, what the, but you, what you know But you know what, what? if if the majority of Star Wars was like Andor, you would you would like something that Filoni made a whole lot, and the, and the situation might be in reverse. I mean, it's just, all we want is like fresh, new stories, Story. and that's what this was, and that's why yeah. it's so Make exciting. It well. So, I mean, yeah, Filoni man. did that with Mando. I mean, when Mando season one came out, oh my god, the the world was on fire. I mean, and wait till right. the next season of Mando comes out, because yeah. all this stuff is cyclical, and... People are crazy, man. People are crazy. Just
1: have a good time, watch what you love, and I think. So, yeah.
0: Do you think Do you think they go over the top in the second season and oh, bring no. cameos in that we? I think it know.
2: is cert- no. actually, I think, no. I think it's certainly. Not. I actually think it's certainly a risk, to be honest, because like Krennic, no. If we If we get no. Vader, no. Palpatine, no. None of well, us. Uh,
1: Palpatine, maybe. I can see a Palpatine speech.
2: I mean, we did get multiple cameos in in this show. I mean, like like even it's not it's not the same type of cameo where Luke Skywalker comes in and kicks everybody's ass. But we did get yeah. Saul. Saul, Saul didn't really that's a cameo. To be in like, not really. Yeah. That's true. They could have talk to it. So,
1: and I think, yeah. um, bail. I mean, I. Here's a, a, cameo, a
2: cameo by definition is also not supposed to be an important role. So by having yeah. by yeah, having right. a character right. come in and be an important role, it's almost not really a a, a cameo. A cameo yeah. It's just it's just an important character that has a lot to do with this uh, yeah. particular timeline of events. So like,
1: yeah. I th- I think rogue characters uh, right. I would say specifically other than, like like Tarkin Krennic I think no only because the the beauty of rogue is them like this is the first time these characters are interacting like that that story yeah. is 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 solidified. But, Rebellion people, I think, Maybe. Bale, here's a crazy one. I don't think this will happen, but, like, they X-R. have an actress who, <laughs> who will be cast as Harrison Dula, in Ahsoka. It's General Sindula is mentioned in Rogue One. Yeah, yeah I don't think is. they do it. We just have, we're dangerously
2: possible. close
1: to a lot of All characters. All we need is the yeah, yeah.
2: headtails. I know. headtails yeah. turned back around in the back and her yeah. just walking
1: around away. Around the corner.
0: We know what that is.
2: Yeah, we know what that, that, that is, fine. and I appreciate that. Would that would be fine. I think, that, I think that if we are genuinely approaching the plot of, of Rogue One, um, which we are, obviously, with the second yep, season, yep. I think there is a fairly high risk of of a little bit of that campiness to leak into the show. And if they are able to pull off the second season without doing that, I think that yeah. yeah, that is unprecedented yeah. <laughs> in Star Wars well, for sure. Like, I'll tell yeah. you the two crazy Two seasons, thing, there's no like, way.
1: Thinking about season two, I I would have never have guessed this. I am way more excited to see a a, a really quiet scene between Brasso and B two emo than I am about a cameo from Harrison Dula. Yeah, I'm too crazy. But you I know, too, but like you know what I mean? Like that's and
2: I the the question so the the question is: Do no. the majority of people want that? And does it matter if people? want And does want Tony
1: Gilroy give a shit? <laughs> yeah, does Tony Gilroy yeah. give a that's
2: shit? And question. are the right people being loud enough? Because, like. I don't know. It's after after the rise of Skywalker. I don't I don't know that I trust like whoever is involved in the decision making to like read yeah. the internet and make the right call. You know what I mean? Like
1: just write your show, man. Just write your show in a bubble in a vacuum. Write it on a, a typewriter. Literally. Literally. I don't want you guys to know anything.
2: Never open Reddit ever. Like no. <laughs> like seriously,
1: no. right? And now, so but it is shooting now. So I believe they started shooting. Uh, hey Dale, happy Monday! I believe they started shooting Andor season two last week, uh, so it's, wow. it's now officially in production. I thought they,
0: I would have think they were already in or almost
2: no. done with it.
1: Yeah, we're likely. That's getting good. Hit.
2: That's that, that's yeah. good. I think because we're we're in the we're in this period of the discussion, analysis, and speculation now. And yeah. if they're immediately they're not able to listen, they can't change shit no. now. It, it's already built into the budget. It. You know what I mean? So they had to write it
1: so yeah. I think we'll probably get this my, my guess with post-production all this stuff it's 12 episodes again I'm assuming spring 2024 would be my yeah, assumption I think get safe um, wow yeah. but between now and then we get Bad Batch season 2 is coming up soon Mando season 3 is coming up soon Ahsoka's gonna happen before the end of next year we obviously get a lot so as we look ahead to the future <sighs> let's take a second 12 episodes of Andor. we had 12 full episodes this thing was this thing was massive Um, and did so much, introduced so many characters, I just want to go around and just, off top of your head, some of your favorite moments of season one. Not that need to be replicated, not that blah, 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 just, when you think about season one of Andor, what's the stuff that hits you? Um, Charles, I'm gonna put you on the spot, start us off, favorite moments of season one.
3: Um, pretty much anything involving Aunt Petunia, aka Marva um yeah i mean really when absolutely. she came into the picture all of her scenes she was masterful my eyes were glued yeah. to the screen and and seeing her relationship with cassian you know knowing they're not actually related but seeing kind of their origins and seeing how yeah. close they grew and how they had this kind of bittersweet ending to their relationship all of that was just phenomenal
1: perfect dang what a great choice uh Corey, about you man Oh man,
2: several things come to mind immediately. That the ship with the Just pick one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it I yeah, know, I'm yes! sorry.
2: Listen, that was like I've never been so hyped about a, a special effect in, in Star Wars. That was the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. The ball at yeah. the dish was unbelievable. Luthen's speech was unbelievable. I mean, this show has a lot to remember really, really fondly. Yeah. I mean, I I've I i do not think I've I've never watched Mandalorian season two again. I've never watched um I haven't watched Bad Batch again. I haven't watched mm-hmm. uh, uh Boca Boba Fett again. And I do generally want to sit down and watch the show like, you know, kind of binge it over a couple of days Same. now. I and, really do. Uh, that's wild, man. Like <laughs> even yeah. after talking about it and all the hours that we've given the show of our lives already, I kind of kind of want to go watch it again just because there's so much to love about it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Wes, well, what you got?
0: I did like the whole um the whole prisoner atmosphere, um, their environment, the relationships they had, the, was great. like, how they communicated with each other from different pods and different, like, bridges that they were standing on. Um, the speech, phenomenal. The way they got, um, uh, the way they got uh, Andy Serkis to, like, Kino. completely turn oh, Kino. Wow. Kino Loy. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's that that last scene where he just smiles. He's like, I can't, <laughs> uh, I can't swim. I can't swim. He's going
1: to stick with me forever, man.
0: <laughs> I guess I'm going to die. <laughs> I guess. But does he? You know, yeah. that would be a great they're a great little cameo to show up in yeah, season yeah. two. He survives, oh but just barely. And then the Emperor
2: turns yep. him into Snoke. All right.
1: Yeah, spider legs because <laughs> ah, half his body it. got bit off by a shark. Spider legs, Snoke. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, great ones. Uh, Okay. Agreed with all. Eric, how about you? Agreed with all of y'all masterful moments. I'm going to go all the way back and I'm going to go at those last few moments of uh, of season th- uh, of episode 3 um, <clears throat> when everyone's banging on, on the, the pots and pans and Marva's giving her monologue about that's when you really need to fret <clears throat> when it stops. Like that whole yeah, thing. Yeah. And ending with Cassie going off into the sun um, realizing that the rebellion is kind of beginning. Yeah. And Cyril looking over his kind of destruction <laughs> and like realize because I remember i remember that moment because I watched all I took the day off or the morning off and I watched all three of them in a row and I remember at that moment I had a similar moment to when I read Light of the Jedi for the first time and I close the book and I and I'm sitting there and I'm like oh god this this changes things this is not Star Wars is different than it was before I watched this mm. and I think that was a really heavy moment for me also Last-minute shout-out to Chief Hines from the first episodes, our guy who just wanted to do his job and go home.
2: <laughs> and Cyril
1: wouldn't let it go. One I mean, of the, he wanted one to of go on crazy. vacation.
2: It's even worse. Yeah. He wanted to go on vacation. He came yes. back and everything was on fire. Poor guy.
1: One one of the best little <laughs> scenes.
3: Wait, like one? All one more yeah. thing, too. What Go for was it. the what was the name of the natural phenomenon on Aldani? Because that was still one of the most the impressive eye. things. The, the eye. eye. Oh yes. my god! Man, oh my god! I forgot that, that was. Oh my god! Incredible. The whole Aldani
2: plot. Yeah. There god. are so many good arcs in this god. show. So there was the the introduction arc, the escape yep. from so the from Geras, arc, and then the, the, the Aldani arc, the prison yep. arc, and then the
1: the finale. Return yeah. to
2: Ferrix. My God, this show was phenomenal.
1: I just... I would literally... You know, Corey, you say you want to rewatch the whole thing. I agree completely. I... They would never do it. But if there was, like, an indie movie theater that says, hey, we're going to show all 12 episodes of Andor on oh, the 12. big screen in a row for, like, a marathon day wow. or, like, a merit weekend, I'd be like, hell Yeah. I'll
0: take one small popcorn with refills <laughs> and just keep going back.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Because oh, I mean, this, is, this is the first. I've loved Star Wars shows. I mean, hey, we talked on Bounty Hunt about how much we loved Obi-Wan. Like, Obi-Wan, is I, I adored. Mando had a great time with. Like, I've liked a lot of these shows. <laughs> this was the first show, ironically, the least action of them all, that I was yeah. really like, God, I wish I could see all these on a giant screen. 'Cause yeah, I want I mean, to see every minute.
2: It's it's up there just with incredible television like Breaking Bad and yep. Bandit Brothers and I mean God, I just can't believe how good it was. Like yeah, I just I'm 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 genuinely speechless <laughs> about how amazing the show was and I cannot say that enough. Like mm-hmm. it feels undeserved. <laughs> yeah. I just the Star Wars fandom as awful as it sometimes is. I just cannot believe we were rewarded with such a, a beautiful storytelling yeah. initiative. And I'm not sure if we will ever get this kind of experience again it's just so unprecedented i mean even with yeah. all the all the hundreds of hours of content we have in animation <laughs> and movies and everything it's just like we've never had anything as good before it's no. just been incredible and, and uh, we're guaranteed, uh, guaranteed 12 more we're guaranteed, guaranteed exactly 12 more we have yeah same it. teams doing the yep. stuff is just uh <laughs> It's fun. I, I I will say, you know, me being a huge Rogue One fan, like I was really looking forward to this project, but like I don't know, it weirdly felt like the project that was never going to happen. Like Yeah. Even they announced celebration, it. We were like, huh, okay, Oh yeah, yeah, Andor is happening, right? Like they <laughs> did they announced it like first, I believe. Wasn't it was yeah. one of the first TV shows they announced. Way back like well. it was yep. very very early in. Yep. they said, "I think we even knew about Andor before we knew about The Mandalorian." Like they like might've... they said they said that we're making this Andor TV show. They teased it years ago and like yeah we suddenly got it and i'm just so shocked that we got it and it would turn out to be as good as it was like never would have guessed it'd be better than the obi-wan show that show was fun yeah but now now looking at the Obi Wan show that that show is chalk with flaws now in my mind because (laughs) this thing was so damn good so you know i'll have to it has genuinely created a new lens by which to to go back and and watch star wars with and uh You know, we said a lot. We started a podcast at seemingly the best time ever to start a Star Wars podcast. And uh, it's just been super, super fun to talk about this and digest it. And I don't consider myself like a movie buff or somebody who's intelligent enough to understand all the storytelling devices and stuff. It just feels like there's been more stuff to digest and talk about with this show than anything else we've had. And uh, it's just been been fun to watch it as a fan. It's been fun to participate with the community as a content creator and like... Overall, I just feel very warm and fuzzy about this entire experience (laughs) of getting to watch Andor and participate in it with you guys. and uh, I'm ready for 12 more episodes of this shit, man. Give me more. Pump it straight into my veins, for real.
1: Yep. All in. (sighs) Well, everyone, um, if you didn't like it, Dr. Quadpaw finishes this out. No other way to do it. (laughs) Thank you. Your boy, Charles. Your boy. He's coming
3: back in season two.
1: Oh, easily. There's only one doctor in that edge of the galaxy. (laughs) um so everyone we hope you loved andor if you didn't what a weird episode for you huh um (laughs) uh cannot wait for more of course we're gonna chat about everything that comes out in star wars but my gosh what a gift what a gift around this holiday season andor was truly the gift for all of us but my friends that will do it for this gift that is this week's episode of the living force Alright, thank you to everyone for listening to all of our and or content on Bounty Hunt. And now, a little announcement. We've been chatting amongst ourselves and we realized that we love all these shows so much and we're a little busier than we used to be. So we will now be transferring all of our Bounty Hunt coverage to The Living Force. So if you listen to us only on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure to go subscribe to The Living Force feed. Where we'll be talking about the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, the Bad Bat, Vision Season 2, and, of course, Andorra Season 2 when we get there. Again, all of our content is going to be going through the Living Force feed. Go subscribe. Check us out on YouTube. We cannot wait to see you there.
0: You've been listening to the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Yeah? Good. To learn more about other Utini Patreon exclusives, visit Utini.com.